0: And we're live. Whatever. Um, maybe we're live. I don't know. I never know these things. But welcome back to Your List Sucks. Uh, this is actually a very interesting topic. This is Disney songs. And this was actually picked by a uh, fellow admin, fellow friend, fellow teammate, Kane, the Hurricane McMillan. Kane is leaving for an uh, internship to college and basically messaged me and said, hey, I want to be on one more episode of Your List Sucks before I leave. And I told him, you pick the panel, you pick the topic, and we'll do it. So, Kane, kind of tell me why you picked this and the panel you did. Well, the internship I'm doing is Disney. And I think,
1: arguably, Disney has one of the best movies, but I think on top of that, have some of the best songs, which is why I decided let's just take the best Disney songs and compile like our best like top ten, and then on top of it, like, just to see what the overall know list sucks, top ten is. And I figured, grab the very big music guy, Brooklyn even though he hasn't seen a lot of the Disney movies. And the guy's probably seen a lot of Disney movies, is in the Forks. And uh, I believe it's the
0: 432nd best rap group in North Dakota. So, something That's like
1: that.
2: Minnesota.
0: That's what we're talking about. This is like one of those episodes that Weird List sucks. I hate being the host of because I would love to be on the panel because this is a topic that I love, truly. But uh, that's a difference. Uh, he kind of introduced him a little bit before. I'm going to go to Caleb first. Uh, Caleb, you've been on a couple episodes. You've actually hosted for me. You're the only one in the, in the community that's hosted for me, so I appreciate that. Um, uh, was this list easy? Was this list hard? What did you think? Um, I was
2: pretty... I was pretty precise and quick when making my list. I took my time to like listen to the ones that I knew I needed to revisit. Um, but I had a good idea of what was going to make the list and what wasn't going to make the list from the jump. Um, there's just some movies that I don't connect to the music on. There's some movies that I connect to the music more than the movie. And there's some movies that I just think are perfect about story and music. And all of them coming together, that's just kind of what made this list. There's one that I made my list that actually surprised even me. So
0: Awesome. And, Brooklyn, you are the music guy. Uh, known to not have seen all the Disney movies, but that doesn't take away that you have probably the best ear for music in this community. Um, so was this list easy? Was this list hard? Um, and how did you tackle this list?
3: Uh, top five for Pretty Set in Stone. It's the bottom five where I started playing out with it. Songs that I thought were going to be higher actually ended up being lower. And I just sort of looked at it as a, like, like what's the general basis of the song? What, what, what risks are they taking? Um, are they going for a simple method and hitting the end of the park? But um, I think this is a uh, – I think all three lists will be good on the list. Awesome.
0: And I'm going to go to Kane real quick. Was this list easy or hard for you to come up with since it was kind of your topic? It was very hard.
1: There's Disney has so many good songs, and there's so many notable omissions. Like, it's just it's hard to narrow down the top ten best, especially because we're not doing like one movie. Where like you can have multiple from a single movie, which makes it even harder because literally there are movies where you can pick five songs in your top ten and it's acceptable.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, how your list sucks. Basically, I bring three people on the panel. They give me their personal top ten list in private, and I compile the list between the three of them. They break down their personal top ten while getting roasted by the panel and myself, and to see if their list actually truly does suck. I will let them know at the end of the show if it was good, bad, or pretty much ugly. Sorry, Chris Dullman. Um So, basically, for this first one, it's going to go with your bottom three. Uh, bring it up shortly. So, say... If you have the X, say it this way. The next one, the next one. Wait for somebody to say if they have it. If you have it, it's a yikes. And we wait and move up the panel. So um, we're going to start with the king himself, killed Coho. Tell me what your 10, 9, 8 is.
2: So my number 10 is Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas.
0: Anybody? Um,
2: nope. Cool. My number right. 9 is uh, the bundle of Heaven's Light and Hellfire from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um. Cool. Nope. Okay. And my eight is friends on the other side from *The Princess and the Frog*.
0: Okay. Kay. So you have the floor. Tell me why these major list.
2: *Colors of the Wind* is the one that surprised me by making it on because I listened to it again specifically for this list, and it's actually a really moving ballad. Um, it's unfortunately from a movie that I don't love and don't care to go back to, but the song itself is really powerful and one of like kind of the more like me- uh, metaphorical, like lyrical. Really brilliant ones with like the imagery it evokes um this is the one that i kind of have to argue a lot for is heaven's light and hellfire because you can't take one without the other and i think it would be wrong to take one without the other because heaven's light is the first minute and 41 seconds of the actual entire piece and heaven's light gives you that hero's contrast of this hideous dude that has always thought he deserves to go to hell but finds love in the face of Esmeralda, and that's his Heaven's Light. And then the immediate contrast that comes with Frollo, who takes that pure form of love from Heaven's Light and corrupts it into a disgusting sort of lust with Hellfire, where he wants the same woman, but it's dark and it's disgusting and it's creepy because he's like 78,000 years old and Esmeralda's like 20-something. So I think those two contrast each other in a way that you need them together. And then Aid is Friends on the other side, which I think is probably my personal favorite villain song of all time just because it's so different. It's so different from every other villain song in the sense of in the music, in the musicality, and the vibe it brings. It brings that that Bayou voodoo vibe, and I really enjoy it because it's that sort of I got friends on the other side. And knowing I have baritone bass friends, they love having a song that's creepy like that to sing that stands out. Um, So, yeah, I really enjoy listening to that one. That's one of my go-tos for Halloween.
0: Yeah, so uh, a few things to take. it. Colors of the Wind is one of those songs, pretty much song is like stands way above the movie. Um, The movie is trash. The song is brilliant. So it's, it's always hard for me because color, Colors of the Wind I like. But then I want like, oh, it's attached to Pocahontas. And I have to, I basically just listen to the clip. I don't ever watch the movie. So that's always a rough badge on that one. Uh, Hellfire in that one, I think it's really rough. Uh, Hellfire, I think Bells of Notre Dame are better from that movie. Um, that's just personal on that one. I, I think Hellfire is brilliant. I think everything the villain does in that movie is genius. I just think Quasimodo is terrible, like, throughout the movie. I just think it's bad. And all that movie teaches you is it's okay to be friend-zoned. At least you have friends that you can talk to after you get friend-zoned because nothing good happens to him besides he's not damned for hell. Um, and friends on the other side, I have to 100% disagree with you and say it's the best thing. You're right, it does have a Bayou and New Orleans feel to it, but if you put that in any other movie, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense because no other movie set in the Bayou, so... Is there a saxophone in it? I'm not sure. Uh, but we'll get back to that. Uh, Kane and Brooklyn, these three songs, why do they miss a list? Uh, do you think Caleb's crazy for having them on your personal top ten? Kind of give your feedback whoever wants to start.
1: I think, I think Colors of the Wind is definitely a song that can definitely be on a list and you can't like
0: so yeah, that doesn't belong
1: there. Uh, no, because it's a fantastic song, but kind of like what you said, it's kind of attached to a mediocre movie, especially in the Renaissance era, where they're just hitting it out of the park constantly. So it's a great song, and it's just, I don't know, it's just I, I think there's better songs out there. And then yeah. the other two kind of just surprised that he actually had those on there.
3: Um, yeah, for Colors, for Colors of the Wind, I would say it's like it's a great chorus, but other than that, it's sort of meh. Um, friends, uh, friends on the other side, I totally understand why Caleb has it on it because, like, whenever you, like, you watch that clip of this, for me, it screams, like, if they ever did a live-action version, Brendan Eerie is the person that you would, like, sort of base that around, and you could see that in the in the character. So I totally understand why it's on his list. Song's good, but there's, there's a lot better. But
0: Best Villain Song, is he nuts nope. for saying that? Nope but a little bit he's a little bit nuts because there's
1: so many better other, there's oh, so many other
0: better. that's that's a rough choice on my end. okay so we got this for uh, Kane Here's with your bottom three. Um,
1: my number 10 is I want to be like you from the jungle book. Uh, my number nine
3: does anyone have that? It was uh, it was it's number 11. It's Ooh. number 11. It's number it was 11. on
1: my list for about two seconds. okay uh, my number nine is poor and Fortunate Souls. <sighs> beautiful. And then my number eight is how far off we'll go.
3: Uh, that is a yikes. Ooh, that is a boy. fucking yikes.
0: Okay. So, okay, yeah. we'll talk about the bottom two. Um, poor unfortunate souls, and I want to be like you. Why do these songs resonate with you throughout Disney?
1: so like i was having a hard time making my list and i figured my number 10 needs to be a straight personal choice uh, from a film i really enjoy and i want to be like you it's just a it's a song ever since i was like growing up i just really enjoyed i love the jazz kind of swing to it and then the little like trumpet solo that king louis does for a little bit um and as someone who played the trumpet for nine years it's just something that i enjoyed and it was like i this is i like it i think it's a better villain song than uh you know, friends on the other side, personally. But I think, in my opinion, the best villain song is "For Unfortunate Souls." I know you're gonna be like, "Be prepared," but I think this one is just phenomenally done with Ursula singing to Ariel, and it's just creepy and like you can tell, you just feel like evilness if in the song. And it's just, I don't know, I think it works.
0: Yeah. So, um, want to be like you, I will not. I wouldn't maybe say it's my top ten, but it's literally in my top fifteen um i absolutely love the song i think it's so much fun i think like the scatting that they do in the thing it, it, like <laughs> i loved when i, I would have loved when i was a kid and i would just like go along with it because i think that's such an interesting style especially in a disney movie especially building down in the 60s when like scatting was like he you know earlier but like it was just brilliant to bring back and i think king louis is one of the most underrated like His motive of all Disney villains, villain makes the most sense of everybody. He just wants to, he has to evolve and make a better plan and they have something that's going to outline and he needs it. So give it to him and he's the one person. He kind of plays the mob boss, which I love that they actually incorporate in the live action. They take away the song a little bit. I like Christopher Walken's incarnation it's not bad. But they make it more of like what he truly is, It's like a bob boss. Now yeah. um, here's my part of the deal. Like you're gonna like give me man's re I love the speaking of the thing and like the animation to it when they start dancing and he's like dressed up like a monkey and it comes. Oh, hey, Baloo. It's, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Um Poor Unfortunate Souls, uh great choice. I, I think I would have so many villain songs on this, to be honest. There's so many great villain songs in these movies. And I can't disagree. I think Poor Unfortunate Souls still serves on the list. I think Be Prepared is better. And I'll just let the cat out of the bag. No one has Be Prepared. which is kinda, Really? It's just really much. Yeah, so that's a very interesting choice. But Poor Unfortunate Souls, like, I love the speaking in it, along with the singing, because... I think the news that just broke that Melissa McCarthy is in talks to play Ursula makes me almost throw up in my mouth yeah. because that's not Ursula. Ursula is like the closest to a man. Like it was, play, it was inspired by a drag queen. So like her just like says like, it, you know, they love the body language. Like she just gets it and goes like that. And those singing notes, it's just beautiful. I think she's one of the most intimidating villains in D- Disney history, in movie history. So I love the poor unfortunate souls. Guys, he picked two classic songs on here. I know one hates Little Mermaid, um, but uh, please tell me why these two missed.
3: I want to be like you. It is like Depending on the day that you asked me, could easily be my, my number 10. Uh, I, I love the scat, and I think for like, the Jungle Book in general, when you're going for that overall jazz concept, I think scat is one you have to tackle, and they do it so well. It's just so laid backwards. Like, all right, you got to turn you get a turn, you get a turn. I think that's what scat is, is really about, is just getting letting people shot. Uh, in terms of Porn Fortunate Souls, I don't... not I'm not the biggest fan of that song, not the biggest fan of that movie, um, but I understand why. Uh, killed. Um, I don't connect to the
2: Jungle Book, like, almost at all. Um, it's just not a story for me, um, and I don't necessarily go back to the music or that movie a lot. So I guess that would explain why it doesn't make my list. It's cause like, I just don't go back to it a lot. Um, Bare Necessities had the best shot of making the list um, just cause it's Bare Necessities and like that's a really well written song. Um, but Poor Unfortunate Souls could have made my list. Uh, Little Mermaid is the movie where I like the music and I hate the movie. Um, and like my thing with Poor Unfortunate Souls is it comes down, I guess to personal preference I think Poor of Souls and Friends on the Other Side are very 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 similar in like that vibe, just very different in execution. Like they give off the same sort of uh feeling to introduce the villain. I personally go for Dr. Facilier more than I go for Ursula as a villain, and that's completely just me. It's more of that kind of spiritual creepy like voodoo ghost thing, and I guess that's why I go for that more than Poor of Souls, but I can I could totally understand Poor Souls.
0: Uh, there is definitely a notable um, omission from Little Mermaid, which we'll talk about later, but we're going to go to Brooklyn now. You're 10. 10, 9, right.
3: So, whatever 10 uh, is Arabian Nights from Aladdin. Anybody? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number 9 is Go the Distance from Hercules. No. Nope. All right. And number... Eight is I see the light from Tangled. That's a yikes.
0: All right, so you're two, to Arabian Nights. Go the distance. Tell them why you made the list.
3: Um, I think Arabian Nights does a really good job of setting the tone for like that initial, that initial sort of like first thing that's going to happen like where they go into the gate and get the lamp and I think I think it provides a good contrast of songs that are going to come that will come down the road your friends like me your whole, whole new world those very upbeat and sort of like heartwarming songs I think it's a nice little contrast to that um, go the distance, I think, is the best definition of do you think of like fanfare and like how that sort of pays off. Not so much not so much in the reprise, the reprise sort of does the same thing to the end of like what the what the original does. But like when you add in like the add in those trumpets, I think the performance of, of Hercules himself is is well, how they start off subtle, very low very low strings, and then it's just like it's sort of him getting that getting that courage, and then it's like he's able to portray that through the song. And I think I think the, I think local performance um, does a good example of that. Yeah,
0: Arabian Nights is a very interesting choice because I think they're, um I think there's very like I always ruffle I always struggle with Lion King and Aladdin for best Disney music, and it's I mean. It's really close to me. I just think Arabian Nights is the intro song, and it's great, and I think it's got great musical elements, which I think that's why you probably gravitate to it more. But like One Jump, uh, other movie, other songs that we'll talk about later, probably um, those would be uh, Go the Distance. This is actually a very interesting choice. I just rewatched Aladdin last night, uh, not Aladdin, Hercules last night. Sorry, and I really thought Go the Distance was mad. And when I was a kid, I thought it was really, really good. Like, I loved it. I just – I thought Meg's song in it um, is – and Zero to Hero and stuff like that are uh, way stronger. Um, they – they a lot of people gravitate towards this one, and that's fine. I just don't get the hype anymore. And I think it just uh, – I think it's uh, just a very – I think it's an upbeat song. And maybe uh, maybe um, kind of uh, Nico ruined it at some point. I think she had this, like, an intro song or something. I don't know. But uh, – or talked about it. So, yeah. Um, Kane, Caleb, why did these two at least miss, miss your list? I know one's a huge Aladdin fan, so kind of miss on that.
1: Arabian Nights is a great song, but like, it's just so hard to have like so many things. So, of course, it's going to be notable missions. Um, so, yeah, Arabian Nights just missed my list. And then um, Go the Distance, I just think there's, like you said, a couple better songs from Hercules. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I echo that. I think Go the Distance is a good song. It's just not the best from that movie. Um, And I love Aladdin and I love Arabian Nights. Uh, It's just, to put it in the term that me and you, Brooklyn, will understand, it's like putting the end from the Black Parade at, like, number one for me. It's like saying the intro song is the best of the album. And it's it's not necessarily that for me. So I like it. It'd be an honorable mention, but I wouldn't put it on the top ten.
0: Um, I do have a real issue with uh, Arabian Nights and the New Aladdin. I will say that. Uh, (laughs) If this were ranking that one, I would have a – this would be in the bottom 100. But uh, first one, good. I don't know if it makes a list, but that's fair. All right, Caleb, start from seven, go all the way to four one at a time. Start talking about what you love. If you hear a a yikes, stop.
2: So number seven is Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. Fucking Um, yikes. Go ahead. I think this is one of, like, when it comes to to use musical terminology, the I Want song is usually one of the best songs in a musical where someone, you know, sings what they want and it sets up their motivation and whatever. I think this is probably the best song in The Little Mermaid for me. Um, As a massive musical fan, I am a big fan of I Want songs, and I think Ariel's I Want song here, The Part of Your World, is really well done, and I get into it a lot. So, like, I think it's the most beautiful song from the movie. Um, and I think it's one of the best songs in the pantheon of Disney, especially when it comes to the I Want song.
0: Yeah, we're going to have a huge issue with this one. I'm going to let the count of the bag. Under the Sea and Kiss the Girl did not make either list, and Part of Your World and Poor Unfortunate Souls did. Poor Unfortunate Souls, 100%. Go through it. Put it through. Part of Your World is so just like explaining the world and what she was lived like how she lives and she wants to be part of a different world but like I think Sebastian doesn't get any credit at all especially with this panel right here about how brilliant his two songs are under the sea one one um, but like it's also it's insane of like the like musical elements and like he breaks out into like the the Jamaican like and then kiss the girl is like like he brings it back to it like I'm like here listen to the instruments or whatever like you know it's just I think those two songs are like would be clear cut top ten songs and part of your world is just I guess you want it to, oh, that's just a, I think a terrible choice um, you guys just a real quick blurb why part of your world missed your list
1: you kind of just hit it on the head there's three other songs for the Little Mermaid that are better than it
0: yeah Treasures Untold. Uh, yeah, okay. Um about
3: Brooklyn? Yeah, Brooklyn. Anything? Com- completely agree with, with Kane and Cody that there are better songs than Little Lermaids, and there are also better, like, I Want songs, or better songs with the same sort of theme. I Slaughter-y. agree. I Slaughter-y. agree. Penelope and breaks the Internet.
2: I agree there are better ones, but I like this one a lot. Okay. That's all
0: here is the one that may make me blow a gasket. Go ahead, buddy. Tell My number six is
2: The Whole New World from Aladdin. Y'all uh, didn't put it on the list? What? Okay. A Whole New World is one of the definitive classic Disney songs for a reason. It's a really beautiful love song and a beautiful duet. It's overplayed. I understand it. It's overplayed. It's beat to death. I still love it. Um, I still look at the musicality and the lyric, and the lyricality, uh, that's not even a word, but whatever, uh, and the lyricism of the song, and it, thank you, I'm getting there, uh, and the lyricism of the song, and, and, and appreciate it and enjoy it for what it is. It's six because it's overplayed, but I think in 1992, this would have been close to number one or number three, like somewhere in the top three when it came out, but because of how much it's been overplayed, it comes in at number six for me, because it's still a great song, it's just, I, I, I understand that its legacy has almost overshadowed the song itself
0: well my biggest problem is there's a duet song i wouldn't say a full duet song but a song that shows about love and that's not on your list i already know it's on your list but um with a whole new world my biggest problem with a whole new world is i actually liked it more in the the 2019 version of aladdin because i think the the visual effects and the like showing of it i think that song is that's what that song is it's show me the world sing this beautiful note to each other that really means nothing at the end of the song like it doesn't like they don't go anywhere they go right back show a whole new world that ends up in the same exact location that they ended with and he goes in the water and starts drowning they should have just took their life and went somewhere else like that's where that song it could have ended the movie I think it's a very cheesy duet i think that's literally what they needed to do after following like different like with beauty and the beast they needed a song like that to go along and that's what they wrote and that's what they came up with i also think there's a like you um like like prince ali i think is a better way better song on that list um i i just one jump is better for me um i won't touch about the other ones because it's up there for people but yeah I just disagree all around for this duet. I think it's an overplayed. I think it's just mushy to be mushy. Kane, Brooklyn, real quick. What do you guys
3: think about Whole New World? So, people know how I feel about Shallow. Uh, I think it's incredibly <laughs> overrated, and overplayed. Um, a whole Get new world. <laughs> a whole new world is like the junior version of Shallow. It's not. It's it's overrated. It's it's very like, straightforward, traditional musical shit. Music, like chord progression does does predictable things. It goes the route that, that it wants to go. Very Broadway sort of musical-esque. Um, and it's like the vocal performances are good in it, but it just doesn't really wow me like uh, others do.
0: Okay, again, not even a topic on it, and you have to bring up Shallows, you uncultured swine. Kane.
1: I just think the song's kind of basic. In a movie of just fantastic songs, this is just very basic.
0: I oh, if that makes I, any sense. Yeah, I, I pretty much have basic. Uh, Aladdin is not. Aladdin is summed up by two characters, and it's not the two leads. Like, it, they, they play crucial parts. You believe in their story. You want them to do well. But it's based on the, the goody side and the evil side. It's Shafar and it's oh, Genie. And those two are the ch- chess pieces between the both. It's basically how the movie breaks down. Not saying I don't love it, I just think that they get outshined over and over by those two star studded characters. That's why I didn't like 2019s. Um, but the overall viewpoint is a whole new world is uh, yikes for me. Um, go to your next one.
2: My number five is based completely on personal preference and personal taste. And it's Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Anybody? Oh, okay. I understand why it wouldn't be on lists, and I understand why different songs of Beauty and the Beast would be on lists. When it comes to Beauty and the Beast, tip for me, the song that I listen to, that I sing along to, that I love the absolute most from it is Gaston. I think it is so fun. It's so energetic. It's this, this fun <laughs> bar melody, sort of like, no one, uh, da, da, da 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 and it streets up and it goes in this pendulum flow. And I really just kind of enjoy the fun that comes with it because Gaston's the villain, and it totally sums up who he is. He's an arrogant prick that needs his ego inflated by this little dude that hangs out with him. It literally sums up the character by showing you, and and the song is supposed to be like, oh, we're telling you who Gaston is. They're not telling you anything about Gaston. They're showing you who Gaston is by having them sing about, about what Gaston wants to hear right now. And that's I think that's pretty fun and great and kind of and kind of ingenious for a villain song, especially with a character like Gaston, because there's not a lot of Disney villains that are as dumb and unmenacing as Gaston, yet still entertaining to watch like Gaston.
0: I think you are like hitting the B and C side of like the bottom tier of the movies here. Like we went to we went to Part of Your World from Little Mermaid. You hit probably the fourth best song in on that one. You picked The Whole New World, probably the fourth best song in on that one. You picked Gaston, which is probably fourth, maybe third best song in that movie. So it's it's fine. I, I actually don't hate the choice. I think it's a little high up for Gaston. Um, but I I overall I like the I like the choice. Um, it's just it's a little just a weird choice he is he is a dumb villain i think that the live version actually kind of hurt the song a little bit more because i love just how cheesy and crazy the original i think the animation plays i think the animation plays way more into the song than just listening to it by myself because when like every last interim, he's covered in hair and like he rips his chest and then he's eating all the eggs and he's kicking Lafu around the bar those are funny moments you know like that that's why I like it um, I just don't know if it's top five but I knew with having you on the panel
3: you would have this on your list and I knew you would have it high so uh, Kane Brooklyn so Cain will probably understand what I what I'm what I'm about to say so Kae that back and forth that you're talking about that's called six A's that's 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 the, that's what the music is written in. Six Ooh. beats in a bar. For every note, every note it's an eighth. Uh, it's the way we count it. The music is one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three. You have to give emphasis on beats one and four. That's why you hear like the tuba and the low brass, like like the you hear those low notes on beat one, and then it's the like it's the upper ones on two, three, the uh, and five, six.
0: The musical side of The musical side of Caleb's about to snap on you. This is awesome.
3: Yeah, um I I I like that I like that sort of sort of beat to it, but it's kind of just repetitive. It's yeah, I I want I want like I want a little bit of a change like a bridge and then go back to that. And I think I think when you go back to that, then it feels a little more uh feels a little a little more sensical, I guess, would be the word.
0: Uh, did you get your lesson from musical, uh, how to do hey, music? I, Cody, you can't
2: see the chat that I typed in the group. is inside the hangout for Brooklyn and side. So that's, that's what cool. I mean. That's how that felt. Um, yeah. Okay.
0: Um, Kay, uh, dang it, I wish I could see it. Um, uh, Kane, Gaston. I just
1: don't like Gaston. And then to have a whole song dedicated to him, talking about how great he is, just...
0: No, it'd be, game like game on it on there?
1: it'd be like having an entire song about Caleb talking about how great he is.
0: <laughs> that no exists. One loses, sure. like, no
1: one loses in trivia like Caleb. <laughs>
0: oh, rough. Okay, um, somebody send me that, what you put, and the next song, please bring it up and like.
2: Um, My number four is Circle of Life from The Lion King.
0: That's a Yikes. You disrespectful piece of shit! For how dare you? Damn it! Okay, um, we are going to Kane. Kane, give us your number seven.
1: My number seven is "I See the Lights." I a fucking yikes. Still, all right. My number <laughs> six is, in my opinion, the most fun song in "Beauty and the Beast." Be our guest.
0: Anybody okay. else? Uncultured Swine. Go ahead.
1: Tell me. Right this song with lumiere uh, it just it's so good it is it just, just like this is the f- song that's it it counters gaston a lot when you think about it cuz both characters are very charismatic i think it just this is the good side version of it if that makes any sense and it's just very welcoming and it's just lumiere has having such a fun time with it and it's just overall just a fun disney song that's iconic and catchy and everything about it and i just like i think where I put it is like, yeah, it deserves to be on the list, in my opinion. I think it's my favorite song from Beauty and the Beast, and it's just a fun time. And I don't know, it's just I don't have like a hundred percent like a reason why, but I just have such a fun time with it.
0: I think Be Our Guest is just a brilliant song. Um, takes like serving, takes uh, what these characters feel because all they're meant to do is serve. Um, and Kind of the whole thing is, you know, the part of his life is so unnerving for a servant who's not serving. <laughs> and they do this whole thing with uh, clogs where it's just getting the salt dumped on it. Like, uh, And then they do the whole song. I think Mrs. Potts, I think all the characters play such a big part in this song and kind of sets up the world that they're living in, kind of explains it to Belle and to get her to understand what's actually going. She wants to basically she doesn't stay for b she stays because there's flipping talking, silverware and stuff and makes puts on shows and cooks a bunch of shit like that's awesome um i, I think the song is brilliant i think lumiere to say uh brilliant uh performance in this uh i've also loved every stage performance of be our guest that i've seen i've seen it live a couple times and it's just brilliant to see like the whole candlestick like did you like you e. McGregor's mcgregor's I I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I just don't think... I I always... I have a problem with live-action Disney putting stars in it for musical... Like, for selling purposes, not for music talent. Because that's why I think you can get that away with animation because they're hidden behind something. They don't have to sell a movie the character development does. That's why, like, Les Miserables, like, putting Russell Crowe as that was just for to sell the movie when they could have put some Broadway actor that would have been a brilliant job and made that role insane, but they did it because it's Russell Crowe. So, like, I think Ewan was a, not a bad choice, I just don't think he was the Lumiere I wanted, I think. Um, it didn't bring anything, like, special to it. No, I didn't bring anything special, didn't go, like, over the top that I wanted. Um, I actually like Ian McKellen's um, Clogsworth a little bit better than, um, which shouldn't have happened. It should, it should have been vice versa. I should have hated. Um, I thought that same with Emma Thompson's, uh, Mrs. Potts. I think Mrs. Potts by Angela Lansbury is brilliant in that first one. Brilliant. Her, I think her singing in Beauty and the Beast is better, all that. So, Not touching on that. I don't mind the, the Beauty and the Beast live action. It's just it's so hard to pop not pop the original in when I own it. Um, Brooklyn, uh, Caleb, uh, you guys did not have Be Our Guest. Um, you actually had a different song, so why not Be Our Guest? We'll uh, okay.
3: Um...
2: I like Be Our Guest. It's actually an honorable mention. Like It'd be like 13 or 12. It's my second or third favorite song from Beauty and the Beast. Um, It's just me personally. I enjoy Gaston more. I like villain songs, and I like how stupid that song is and how fun it is. Like A car ride of people singing Gaston is kind of fun. But um, Be Our Guest is really great. It just doesn't make my list because I didn't want to put too many of one movie on the list, I guess. Fair. We're cool.
3: Um, yeah, I tried to balance out my like like happy songs and sort of happy songs and more like serious sort of heart like emotional songs. Um, and this one just was just sort of sigh. I think for me, it's like Lumiere's accent is almost a little bit too thick, and I think it's sort of like it just like that's what sort of like sort of sticks out. I like the other performances, but I think it's um, I think it's that that sort of doesn't have it on, on the list. Definitely understand why. Probably my favorite Beauty and Beast song. Uh, but yeah, once again, I just I, I think there's better. I so guess what, we will let it. I will let
0: it. Beauty and the Beast song. awesome. we'll list. let it out of the bag. He does not have any Beauty and the Beast. On the That's list. disgusting. It really is. It has zero wow, beauty. Now, so how
2: bad. many Tarzan does he have? Let's take that. Uh, we'll talk about that later.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So, what's your next one, King?
1: My number five is my favorite song from Hercules. Um a soccer for Montage songs and uh Zero to Hero is just great. They don't have it.
2: Don't have it, but I I, I, agree, I agree with you. What, what the fuck? fuck?
1: You picked this panel but Zero to Hero is such a good song. It's just it is I don't wanna say it's the best montage Song, because I have one later on that I think is the best. I but it's definitely the best song in Hercules. Yes. This is just, it is. I'm a sucker for montage songs because it's literally, it's, it always leaves you like fun and it feel. you feel accomplished after it. And I, this is just so good. The Muses, phenomenal in this movie. And I think this is the best song that they're in. I think A Star is Born is also pretty fun, but it just didn't make my list. Um, and I figured if I had to pick one song from Mercury, it's definitely going to be zero to hero.
0: I think. I think Hercules did something very interesting by making the muse like gospel singers. Um, I think yeah, was... I don't know why Alan Menken decided to do that,
1: but it was fantastic. Yeah, they
0: they could have made like something totally different with this. Like I think of the sketch that was left on the floor um, with like not the muses being soulful. Like I think that would have been a travesty. Zero to Hero is, like, I'm with you with montage songs. Um, when you said you had one higher, I had to look and, like, oh, yeah, you're correct. Um, but, like, it's insane how the song goes. And, like, you see her kind of grow through it with the songs and, like, how each muse is just there to, like, pretty much move the story along. Mm-hmm. But they all have different characters. And you feel those characters, how they sing and how they interact with each other and how they feel about Hercules, which yeah. I think is very interesting. Uh, Zero Hero is the correct choice on um, this. I think if not, it's uh, I won't say I'm in love from Meg's song. I think that's a a very uh, um, I just I think the music in Hercules is a very unique choice. It doesn't follow the same through line throughout. It like has different like different ways that they could have went like Phil's song is unique to it, uh go the distance, I won't say I'm in love, then you got the soulful muse. I think it's just I think it's just a fun, fun soundtrack that they just had a blast yeah. making. I think it's just how it breaks.
1: For a film that was made in the nineties, you would expect like if you just listen to the songs for this to be like maybe like the sixties or seventies, like really like when Motown was like super popular. Yeah. And it's like, no, this was the nineties.
0: Like Motown was it, kind of gone. And they and to take a uh, take a Motown vibe to it. And put it on in like you know mythology like that is a very bold and interesting choice, and I think it, I think it's very paid off. I think Hercules is one of those Disney movies that are getting better with age. Like everybody is now finding them. Oh my gosh, this movie! Yes, this movie. Like it's kind of one that I want live action. Like I, this is one that I'm gonna be like okay if I see like a live action. Yes, there's so many Hercules, but I want the music. I want the characters. I want the Special effects on Hades, like those would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it hasn't got the love that it honestly deserves. Um, Brooklyn Caleb, A Zero to Hero, not a fan. Didn't like it. Just not make your list. Overthought I, it. What?
3: I think they sort of like oversold the song. It's almost overperformed in a way. I I, I completely understand that when I, I'm in a minority. Whenever I say this, the gospel singers just don't really do it for me. Um, I think the, I think the best usage of them um, is actually the end song, which I can't. Actually don't no the oh, name yeah. off the top of my head. Uh yeah. Um I would say that's probably the probably the best best uses of them. But yeah, I just think it's it's yeah, it's to sort of basic it, it's just over overselling and overperforming.
2: Um I think Zero to Hero is the best song in Hercules. I love the song. Um it's probably number eleven, on my honorable mentions. It just I decided to go with Colors of the Wind over Zero to Hero, and that's mainly because I like the song Colors of the Wind more, and I think it deserves a little bit of recognition, and that's why I put that at 10, but um, I I love Hercules. I love Zero to Hero. It's just I didn't quite make my list, but I love it.
3: Ooh,
0: okay. Um, Colors of the Wind better than Zero to Hero. Just with you there, buddy, but that's fine. Um, your next one. Give it to four.
1: My number four, hundred percent, like the most personal choice on this entire list. I don't expect others to have this one. Say it, but it's your welcome. Yeah, <laughs> damn it! I, it doesn't make
2: my list, but I knew it was going to be on yours. It's, it's Brooklyn. Okay. This is about so, rap, of course.
1: Brooklyn doesn't have it. Go ahead. So, okay, your like backstory because this—the whole reason why this here is—I'm leaving for Disney. Okay, before my interview, I had to like be ready for a half hour i played i played the dwayne johnson and the lin-manuel miranda version on repeat before my interview because i needed something disney and something fun and this was the song so like personally like i think i thank this song for like getting me into disney and this is just straight personal i love this song and it just great i think it's just the best song in the one my opinion. and it's so fun and it got robbed at the oscars
0: uh, i see what's happening here okay um you're face to face with the hard truth Also, like the so, animation for, certain,
1: for like uh, a tw- movie in twenty sixteen to like also go back to like to the animation at moments was kinda cool and it just it's fun.
0: Listen. I can go on and on again. Um, no, uh, listen. I like the song a lot. Because I like Hamilton and your welcome is filled with things from Hamilton. Like it's basically <laughs> plucked out of like most of his, like, arrangements. This is a 9 or a 10, if you're going to include it. Because I knew this was going to be on there because of your love for Moana. So I'm I'm giving you a slight pass on it. But how far I'll go is better than you're welcome by a large margin, my friend. But, again, I've said this before. Disney is a personal choice for a lot of people. Disney is the one through line for a lot of people in life that... You can kind of see. You can kind of almost say when you saw your first Disney movie, your favorite Disney movies, what you want to show your kids. Disney is that through line. That's why they're so powerful for so long. And this, I, I a hundred percent. When you're, when you have a future family, I can see Moana being that movie that you want to show and have that reaction. Honestly, wait until they're at a good age because showing them Lion King only ends up in heartbreak and regret. <laughs> um, but. Um, make sure they're at the right age or the appropriate time. Um, But yeah, You're Welcome is an interesting choice. I just think Dwayne Johnson. I honestly like the one that played in the credits.
1: The one with Mm
0: -hmm. Lin-Manuel. I like like that better, but again, I wouldn't have almost countered it because I want it it kind of tied to what's in the movie. So, fair enough. You guys, you're welcome. Knew 100% it wouldn't make Brooklyn's list, but um, Coho. Lynn's your boy. Lynn's my boy. You, you, you Lynn's have a my god. You in your house.
2: Lynn, my shirt says, My thoughts have been replaced by Hamilton lyrics. That's the shirt I'm wearing right now. Uh, Lynn is my boy. Uh, You're welcome. It's great. I don't love the rock's version of it because the rock can't necessarily sing the rap very well, but it's it works. It works. I love the song. It's my second favorite song from the movie. How far I'll go is much better. <laughs> It is a better song, uh, in, 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 just in lyricism and, and how it's constructed. But you're welcome. Is a great second place. I thought you were gonna say Shroudy, because I kn- I know how much you love Shiny. <laughs>
1: I actually I don't.
0: Really. Oh, I thought
2: so... you liked Shiny. Oh, uh, never mind then. Um, but uh, it would be an honorable mention. But I, I'm with Cody. I like the Lynn and Linda Lamoranda Jordan Fisher version better
0: than the movie version. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Brooklyn, just Nash.
3: One word. Meh. Okay. Fuck yourself. All right. Well, that's
0: perfect. <laughs> meh, because you get to transition right into your next one. All
3: right. So, uh, number seven, uh, I can almost guarantee is probably the oldest song on this list. Uh, from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, it's uh, Hi Ho.
0: Hi Ho. Hi Ho. Fucking yikes. Please tell me
3: why the fuck is this made your list. Hi Ho. Well, y- you think about, like, songs during that time and, like, like around eighteen hundreds, like you know, like war was very, very prominent and you think about like marches marches and stuff. And they take they take that March concept and apply it to a Disney song and it works. It's still relevant today. People as soon as you hear Hi Ho, and even Kane did it himself, he's instantly Hi Ho, Hi Ho. It's home from work we go. And I think it's I think it's the the layers that they add and the, the different like sort the of work. people. The, the the what they add to it um, I think like the the, the, the whistling uh, as like a little sort of like, a counter melody is is really is really, it's, it's really fun. Um,
0: <laughs> what? Why do you laugh? I just love that you said. You know what adds a lot to the song? Fuck. I think the whistle- whistling. I think, you know think the whistling does. It's. I, don't okay. want, I don't okay. want to talk to about- You are out of your effing mind. You are. You don't even have a- no. Hi-Ho is terrible. Terrible. Not for the simple fact that it's a bad song. This came out in 1937. To say that 10 songs haven't passed it is insulting to Alan Macon, to Tim Rice of John, to Beauty and the Flippin' Beast, you bastards.
2: Howard How Ashwin is rolling over in his grave.
0: Like, you you literally sat there just for the next one. You're like, meh. But you say hi-ho? Hi-ho? Get off to work, you go. Get off my freaking... This is insane. Uh, anybody... I'm going to cut this. I, this one's terrible. Go. I, I, look, hi-ho's a
2: fun melody for about... 10 seconds. And then it goes on to two or three minutes worth of blow my goddamn brains out because we do the same eight words over and over and over for three or four minutes. Sure, the animation in the 30s is cool with that song, but come on, that's that just like Cody said, that's disrespectful to Elton John, Tim Rice, some Steven Schwartz, Howard Ashman, Alan Mencken, Lynn Goddamn Manuel Miranda.
3: You that's- swear to fuck I put this at, like, number two or number three? It's like...
0: It shouldn't be in the tent! You put it over... You put it, Go in the distance and I see the light below Hi-Ho! And that's disgusting.
2: Arabian Nights below
3: Hi-Ho is disgusting.
0: Okay, so, um... Next one.
3: You're yeah, gonna Kane talk about Hi-Ho and why I'm he eats this?
0: Sorry, buddy. One word.
3: <laughs> Meh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. That's how you get, that's called being teed up. Right there. That's a straight up to the jaw. Go All on.
3: right. So the next one is probably the most personal choice on here. Um, we're going to go, uh, it actually translates to it means no worries for the rest of your days. Uh, so that is a Matata from Lankin. Nope. Nope. Just a nope. super, it's a super fun up upbeat song um i think what they do towards the end where they have where they have the uh the vote vocal, the vocals come in and they have him like walking him to like, sorry simba Pumba walking over the log you see them grow and then it's like kuna batata kuna Pumba, and then it's like stop and then they have him sort of do the pickup, and then they bring in the rest of the, the rest of the music. I think that payoff is, is, is really cool, and um, just how it sort of gives a, a bit of a refresher to to the, to the song itself. Because in theory, this song could be really like bland and generic and just add on to the rest of the soundtrack. But um, I think it's I think it's a very fun one. It's um, it's a very nostalgic choice. Uh, Lion King is one of the first Disney movies that i have ever seen, uh, and it's just one that's stuck with me ever since. Well,
0: I will rarely say anything bad about The Lion King. Um, I think it is the best movie ever made. Um, I love this movie throughout. Um, The one problem I have with this movie, and that's maybe overplayed, is Akuna Matata. I think Akuna Matata is a very overplayed, basic, uh, just fun song to have fun song. Um, It's kind of to get Simba off of his deathbed. Because he he's broke down. But um, you've already said that it's a yikes for Circle of Life is on your list higher. But um, for basically like no other song to make it uh, from your list, because I can kind of say that, is just surprising to me on that note. Uh, because I think when you say fun, upbeat song, I think I Just Can't Wait to Be King fills that void right there uh, for upbeat song. I think the main problem with, I think the coolest part is that Walk Across the Log. It's the most iconic, one of the most iconic parts of Lion King. And it's no singing, like no singing at all. It's literally just the beautiful music playing. Um, Again, it's just, there's a very, the problem I have it is because I never go pop it on in the car. Because in the movie, there's a big wall between Hakuna Matata. Because it's literally the you've scene talking about slimy, yep, satisfying. Like, that's a really cool part for me. It's just it doesn't feature those. Um, so, yeah, uh, Kuna Matata is the lowest song on Lion King for me. Uh, but, again, personal, you get a kind of a pass with that. Kane, uh, Caleb, Kuna Matata. Kane, you want to say your uh, thing first? I was going to say I like
1: montage songs, but, like, this one's kind of just okay. It's definitely a montage song and I but it's a montage song where I feel like I've missed a lot of what happened. If that makes sense.
0: That's
2: okay. uh, fair. Brooklyn, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit you down, explain to you how lyricism works. Uh, You see, lyricism is about progression of themes and ideas through complex rhyme schemes. You see, you use longer words or shorter words, and what you do is you put them in a way that you can listen to them over and over again. However, they actually have meaning to the words and power to them. This is what we call simple, basic, and exactly what you said, bland. It's got great music, but the lyrics of Hakuna Matata... Is the equivalent of a top forty pop song. There's there's no substance to Hakuina This is cool.
3: also this is also not the, not the greatest song in the KFC. there. Welcome back to mansplaining on your
0: list. Of, um, thank you for stealing my joke. <laughs> uh, you didn't use it. You had your perfect opportunity to issue it there. I'm going to just say it because we've had two episodes of mansplaining now. Um, uh, but here we go. Uh, your next one.
3: Alright, um, I guarantee you this is on nobody else's list, but I will die on myself if I have to. Number four is Strangers Like Me from Tarzan. Wait, five, right? Four. Oh, sorry, no, 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 sorry, five. Five is a yikes from earlier. Um, how far I'll go That's from still a Wana. fucking yikes. That's still a yikes? Still a yikes. Alright, well then, I guess we're going back to uh, Strangers <laughs> Like Me from Tarzan. Nope. <laughs> I like this one. You, Anybody else? Oh, I don't understand why... Well, the movie, I kind, of, I kind of understand why, but the soundtrack, you guys are fucking high. Um, Strangers Like Me is something where you could easily, like, have... Like, you could easily map out the the chord, the chord progression. Um, like, you could... It, it's in B-flat, so you, like, typically in B-flat songs, you hear E-flat, F, you hear, you hear C, uh, you hear some G-minors, but... Uh, what they do with this song is they change the chord progression they do they do some different things they do slight key changes where it keeps it refreshing it keeps it invigorating and i think there's just the right amount of like phil collins 80s sort of genesis-esque uh stuff in here that it's that it works without it being like like sort of campy and and um it's, it's in satirical in a way um and i think it's uh it's a really good song that's it's a good vocal performance but um yeah
0: yeah, Tarzan. Um, if this was movies, it wouldn't be the top fifty um, because that movie is a soundtrack only. Uh, story is black, but uh, Phil Collins does a great job with the soundtrack. I've always given Phil. I've always given Tarzan a lower grade on all of it because he plays no character in the movie. Yeah, he sings every song. It's kind of an egotistical move for me. In my eyes, I think any kid, I, Phil Collins is one of the greatest vocalists of all time. I think his voice is so iconic. I think he does so many great songs. I just have the huge problem of him just singing every song. Just, it's kind of like a built-in, just But like, here's this next song. I think Son of Man is a better song. Um, that's just personal um, than Strangers Like Me. Um, that's why I wouldn't, but I, I think anything from Tarzan deserves the bottom, like, sixth for me. Um, that's just personal. If I want to listen to Phil Collins, I go to, I to listen to any of his, like, actual music instead of, like, songs he did for just me. Uh, Caleb, Kane, Strangers Like Me.
2: Um, I'll say right now, I I had a hard time even including Tarzan, not because the music's not good, because the music really doesn't play any role in the movie. It's just kind of a – It's it's a soundtrack that kind of underscores things that are happening – so I I had a hard time including it. I like strangers like me. I like Son of Man. It's a good soundtrack. I just I had a hard time including it. Sir, uh,
1: Okay. Son of Man is my favorite song from Tarzan. I think Tarzan has great songs, but it's like when I rewatched Tarzan recently, I realized that Phil Collins is the narrator of the film, and it just it's kind of weird to have so like someone narrating a song when it's not a musical, and it's just it just if we're talking di- like the best Disney songs for me personally, I think there's other ones that speak like that are proper, like Disney songs while Phil Collins is Tarzan is a great song, but it doesn't feel Disney. If that makes any sense.
0: Does fully does. Okay. So we have reached to the fun part. The top three is here. Everybody. The top three is here. Caleb, give us your number three.
2: It's time to answer one of my two yikes. Uh, I see the light from Tangled is my number three. Um, it is a beautiful love duet, like that sort of realization of like now you're falling in love with each other in that like one romantic moment that you needed. It's a really beautiful song between the two. Um, the, at last, I see the light. At last, the fog is lifted. Is just ah, uh, I love that part and the build that comes at the end when they finally start singing in harmony. Um, it's a great song and it's one that I go back to a lot. I think it's. One of the most beautiful Disney
0: songs ever written. Yeah, Tangled is one of those. I've said it before. I think it's the one. I think it's the best Disney song of the 2000s. Um, just pure Disney for me. Um, I think it's brilliant. I think it does not get enough credit. It is literally to thank for all the Disney we're getting right now. If it, and I'm not saying that gives it any more hype, but like, just think about it. This movie costs like 260 billion to make. Because uh, they redid it. Yeah, because it's insane of how much like the technology, Frozen comes off this, Moana comes off this, uh, Zootopia comes off this. There's so much that sparks it and runs with it. Um, I personally, I love I See the Light, but I think there are two songs that are better in this movie um, just from my personal stance, and I understand that's a lot of people's different opinion. I've Got a Dream is a super fun and catchy song. I think it's one of the most underrated, like, middle songs like like kind of sidekick but kind of not like like deters from the danger and stuff songs and it's so much fun especially those characters like brad garrett and like all these like like wants to be a concert penis he has a hook for a hand like it's just there's so much fun and then mother knows best i think mother knows best is like as a villain song after you knowing her story is terrifying she's just like pretty much puts it out there that she knows best and like she ends up song with such a scary line like rapunzel don't ever ask to leave this tower again
1: i think even even Uh, to like that song when it's like rapunzel knows best
0: yes it just i think that's a i think that's an underrated villain in the 2010s i think she's so good and terrifying because Yes, she's got that. Oh, I got a plan, but like, but I will agree with you. I think I think Flynn Rider is also one of those characters that is super underrated in Disney lore because he literally is cares about himself, and that's in every Disney movie. But you see, like, and, and the payoff is beautiful when they're and that that shot of the lanterns and like them singing is just beautiful. It's just beautiful. Um, uh, Kane, uh, Brooklyn, you both had this on your list. You both. Have this. You just had it lower. It explain why it doesn't rank as high for you, and uh, what you think of the song.
3: I think if we did this list like a year later, it would probably be higher. This is uh, this is a film slash soundtrack that I that I revisited for this one, um, and it grabs you right out of the gate. Uh, I think Mandy Moore's performance in it is really good, and I didn't realize how well Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi blend together. Um, I just think it's easily one of the best duets of uh, of, of Disney's realm, um, and it's just how they pack so much emotion into such a sort of a minimalist performance. Like you don't really get a lot of a lot of uh, accompaniment, other than some like other than some strings um, and like not a lot of like percussive or like or horns. Um, but I, I think it's that approach um, that works and grabs you right into the gate.
1: Fair enough. Okay, I think even to kind of like bring back on what Brooklyn just said, how you don't get a lot of accompaniment with like instruments and stuff, it kind of makes sense in the scene because personally, this is like my favorite scene in all of Disney. Like, it is so beautifully animated, and for like the lack of accompaniment, it kind of makes sense because in the scene, they're the only ones out on the water, and they're by themselves, and it's just kind of quiet, and the only thing you're really hearing is them. And I think it's just a phenomenal scene, and I think there's maybe. One song, like one duet song, that's better than this one, and that's probably why I was a little bit lower. And uh, for me personally, that this is a phenomenal song, phenomenal song, oh. and it's just, it's just so good. I, I have no complaints. I'm actually surprised Go has this high. No,
0: so oh. I got it expected from him. Yeah, uh, Kane, give us your three.
1: My number three is the best montage song in all of Disney, and it's. Make a man out of you.
0: No one has it.
1: What the fuck? <clears throat> what the fuck? This is this is supposed to be a yikes. This was mm-hmm. supposed to be a yikes at three. Or we yeah. all agree. This is the best montage song. This is the best song in Mulan. This is just I, I don't know what to say at this point because I thought I'm just shocked.
0: To help you, with, there's no other songs from Mulan on any of their guys' list, so they have nothing else. Oh my You're the soul representation of Mulan. What the
1: fuck? Can I can I can we restart and just get a new panelists? Can I get Paulo Yama <laughs> and
0: like
1: make or something like that? That I was I, make in. a man out of you, though. Is, it, okay, to kind of like, go back to, like, I'm a for montage songs. I think this is by far the best montage song in all of Disney. It You literally see Mulan going from being this terrible soldier to being phenomenal and the, the whole team building. And over the course of this song, she makes friends, and it's just – it. I, I don't know what to say, Cody. I don't.
0: Uh, yeah, so – so when I made the when you came up with the idea, I made a list, and in my three spot was "Make a Man Out of You." Um, "Make a Man Out of You" is like a brilliant song for me. Um, I'm again, I'm gonna be a sucker for montages too. I just think overall, like it's so much fun throughout the movie, but it also plays so well in a car. Um, I, I love doing that. I'm a sucker for voices so like the, the bouncing back and forth between the characters like i really wish that i knew how to swim uh <laughs> this <laughs> is also i'm so surprised like it's, this it's is one of those
1: songs great. that whenever it's played everyone is singing to it because and it's you
0: just... like those beats in there like must be scripted and then when the music cuts out and like you hear that song oh it's so good like I've never liked Danny uh, Donny Osmond as more than this moment right here. In the book. So Caleb, Kane, uh, Caleb in Brooklyn, you're on trial. Tell us why? Tell us why you're racist. No, I like the song. You.
2: I like the song a lot. I don't like the movie. I just don't. I don't like Milan. Um, I don't like the soundtrack to Milan, but I like this song. But I like this song. Uh, however, it's kind of a meme, and a part you're of. the... A pa- you're not wrong. A part of it comes from House Night Fury making it. It's Anthem. Um, and it's... like it,
1: That hurts it for me. It so you're telling me, me if Nico has never existed or had no association with the song, I might have made your list. Probably. Not even shitting you right now. Nico, oh. I hate you right now. <laughs>
2: not even shitting you. Um, <laughs> like I like the song. It's just I don't have it in my top 10 because it, it's kind of a meme to me. It's <laughs> it
3: um, it, it's it's surprising considering how much Cody loves this song I didn't drink the Kool-Aid for this film whenever I was growing up it could also be that I'm just like, like just a little bit older than Kane um, probably missed that age gap, age demographic that they were looking for for kids, I just, I never really attached to it, the song is good, not great doesn't really, takes a little bit to get into it um, but you know, uh teacher. Yeah, you're right. Hi-ho. Ooh, brilliant. Um, yeah,
0: I, the age gap, too. What a great cop-out that one is. I'm just a young chicken over here. Just hate. Lo- Man, if it was... You're welcome. I would have been all on board. Um, no, okay, so we're going to go to your eight. Uh, your three, Brooklyn. sorry, we're not My going three? back to Hi-ho.
3: So. so this is one that was actually mentioned earlier, and I'm surprised it hasn't been mentioned since. Uh, it's Bare Necessities from The Jungle Book. Nope. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love the song, though. So this is one that I really enjoy from a musical standpoint. That just gets elevated with the vocal performance and that subtle baritone. Because you think about, because you think about like all the different elements, the, the, the different element of it, like the muted, the muted trumpet, very high pitched. Uh, the clarinet solo at the beginning is so soothing and. Just like it sort of like relaxes you, Forrest, and you think about you think about jazz. It's such a weird thing where it's like it's it's upbeat, but is but it can be very very soothing and very very relaxing. Um, and I just I think I think it hits all hits all the notes, and I think it's as a musician, it's super fun to play. Uh, it's one where you sort of get uh, everyone sort of sort of gets a moment to shine. Um, but yeah, Cody's having a, Cody's having an interest over there. Oh, oh, his
0: facial reaction during this entire part was so funny. My only viewpoint is if you're going to have a circle, if you're going to have a jungle book, I think if you're going to go a lot, I think I want to be like you would take that spot for me personally. That's Bear and fair. Susti is fun, Parenthesis is a good song, but it's kind of like exposition song. It's just kind of like this is what we do and this is what you got to do and like like there's fun moments of it. It just doesn't like jungle book has the main problem of like there's a lot of like instrumental breaks and it's fine but in a song like i want to i want to continue singing so it doesn't have that replay value for me a lot and there's a lot of talking in that song um because mowgli ruins everything um basically uh when there's sound breaks in i want to be like you it's kind of like that like you know it's about to kick back in so yeah that's only my viewpoint uh, I'll wait for Kane, because I know Kane likes the song, so there's probably not much hate. Maybe for a little too high, or not having another one on there. But, Caleb, you were you were almost... your eye-rolling. You're about to vomit. Uh, tell me, <laughs> is Baron Necessities at three an insult, or are you... Is he crazy?
2: <sighs> to me, this is kind of like putting a high ho on your list. It's not as bad, because... Are I'm, you it's, fucking it's, kidding I, me? I, it's, it's not as bad, because at least Jungle Book is good um but like baron necessities is a good song again i just don't connect to the jungle book and having it this high like as a like a legitimate like it, it legitimately putting it in the top three makes me again it's it's favoring classic stuff over like good music like the alan Menken
0: stuff to me so that's all okay um a lot of insulting, uh, Caleb. You get to fill out another. Yikes! Uh, go ahead. I'm not gonna talk. About it. Yeah, Kane's uh, gonna sorry, get to talk. Sorry, Kane. Kane, I know you're gonna love this movie. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so I think it's very easy to say. i in the in this community. I'm probably the person who likes the Jungle the, the most, or something like that. Um, and I think Bare Necessities is Hakuna Matata before Hakuna Hakuna Matata. It is. They kind of. They kind of it's had perfect. I mean, they kind of had the same like story and meaning in the song. It's just a fun song. But at the end of the day, this song is not the greatest, in a sense. It, it's definitely my honorable mentions, that's for sure. But that's mainly because I just have a strong connection with the movie. And I think it's a fun song. But I think I Want to Be Like You It's just the better song in that movie. Fair.
0: Now, Caleb, you get to finish out one of your All versions. right. This
2: was the other fucking yikes that it's time to bring up. How Far I'll Go is my number two. Um, how far I'll go, I think is Disney's best I want song, yes. I'm on brand by keeping Lin super high in regard. And I think that's because Lin is one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Uh rap or otherwise. He constructs a really great ballad. Like the the actual composition of how the song evolves thematically from start to finish, her journey through this song, how it clearly defines what she wants out of life and how she can't have it yet but she wants it so badly to just go beyond the seawall and keep going and keep exploring and get her people back to what they were. Um, I think How Far I'll Go should have beat La La Land for Best Original Song. Can you say that and louder? That's high praise for me. Uh, How Far I'll Go should have beat City of Stars for Best Original Song at the Oscars. Okay. That's high praise because La La Land is my favorite movie. How, so, yeah.
0: How Far I'll Go is very interesting. I, I love it. I just think it's a little too soon. Um, not saying that it's not going to hold the test. It probably will. I just think there are better Disney songs. After looking at your list, there's some notable omissions. Um, but yeah, All Far I Go is one of those songs that really took me by surprise. Um, when I saw the movie, I'm like, whoa. Like, that's an I Want You song that I totally stand by because it's not, like, selfish. Like, It's kinda selfish, but at the end of the day, like, why can't I go beyond that? Like why is my limitation why are you limiting me this when it's basically instead of like, I wanna meet this boy and fall in love? No, I want I wanna just go. Can I why can't I be the fisherman? Why can't I enjoy the water? You know, I think it's very cool. I think and I think her singing performance, you know, first movie, stuff like that, insane of a casting choice um i think she does a great job as the character of moana and her singing on par uh i know how kane feels i'm gonna go to brooklyn first though
3: um so three things one my little cousin would kill me if i did not have this song on here uh she lists she watches this movie probably three times a day but she doesn't uh, and, watch and, uh, the show. <laughs> no, well you never know she could be she could turn into an avid listener um Two, this is the cooler cousin cousin version of "Go the Distance." I think I think what they what they did in Hercules they do better in this song in Moana. And, um, and th- for the same reason that I love "Strangers Like Me," there's some chord progresses in here that that are non traditional and that sort of fit to, fit to the song. When you think about how like verse one and two end, um, they end with either like a, a it's a, like an up chord or like a down chord, um, and it fits with what she's what she's singing. Um, and I like that how they sort of attach the uh, the music to to the lyrics and and what she's singing. Um, so yeah. All
0: right, King so i'm
1: very vocal on moana being either some days my my favorite disney movie and some days my second favorite movie and like literally in my notes i don't know if you can see but i had mo- how far i'll go at number eight and i literally wrote it's a beautiful ballad uh, Alihi's he's voice and that is just great and then the fact that this song is literally a story uh, the song is the story in itself like, wanting to go out there and live your dream and i think it's a beautiful song i'm gonna be honest I probably would have had it higher if I didn't have your welcome at four and I kinda of just wanted to space out one a little bit more. So maybe that's why it's at eight. I just wanted to space it all a little bit. I did not expect Kohoa to have it at two. Should have flipped them.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Kane.
1: So my number two is the best love song in Disney. Period. It starts off with these two friends out They're like panicking that they're like worried. Minutes. Can you feel the love tonight? Please tell me someone has this. Nope.
3: nope. It, it it took a lot to not have it on this list.
1: I'm sort of vocal about how
2: much I don't like this song.
3: <laughs> I I I quote this song at least once a week, but it.
1: Uh, but you uh, have yeah. high You have high ho.
3: I felt bad. I felt bad having more than you two high ho.
1: So, Can You Feel the Love Tonight is by far the best love song in all of Disney, in my opinion. I think it's the best song in The Lion King. And then the fact that, like, it starts and ends with Timon and Pumbaa, and you get this whole story of, like, Nala and Simba. And I can go on and on, but I feel like I can't do it as justice as Cody. And I know Cody's going to want to talk about it, so I'm just going to send it right to Cody.
0: Yeah, um, this is almost an insult uh, to not have a song up here um for me um you can take two different versions you can take the Elton John if you wanted to but I think in the movie the characters that sing about it is the true moment of it all um like pretty much Timon and Pumbaa again we don't know how much time has passed but a good amount of time has passed pretty much between you know Simba leaving Pride Rock and joining up, and like me and my wife walked down my wife walked down the aisle to "I like, can You Feel Love Tonight." This was her walkout song, so it has a way more impression on me than most songs. Um, but for it to, for pretty much Timon and Pumbaa says, "If our carefree days with him, with us are over, ensure our pal is doomed because he is." you know he's leaving and like that line when they're looking at across each other and it's just like he's holding back he's hiding from what i can't decide why won't he be the king i know he is the king i see inside and like um and simba fighting with if he tells her this story that he's believed his entire life that he killed his father how will she look at him how will his mother look at him he can't go back to the life because he caused all this stuff to happen in the first place so it's this beautiful thing and like where they come together and they finally see each other for who they are and the love and just the song kills me every time um it's it's always close to me. Uh, there's four songs from Lion King that I think are top four for me um, all the time, and they they do this constantly. It's just an overall rolling tumble. I can't tell you on any given day, but like how I'm feeling today, can you feel love tonight? Would be number one. It's just a beautiful song overall. It's just it is it is what I think of when I think of Disney, when I think of emotions, what I think of everything. Um, uh, Brooklyn and Caleb. Uh, not only does your list suck, but your friendship kind of sucks right now, too. Um, please tell me why a whole new world and fucking high ho is better than can you feel the love tonight? By the way, i pissed at both of you. Like, he's fucking furious.
3: One. I did not want this to be a Lion King and Tarzan list, so I just wanted to minimize, I wanted to diversify my list. Make sure there's a good number of films. Bitch.
0: Bitch. two bitch two. You put two You put two Lion King songs on your list and one is a kuna matata. Stand stand
3: down, sir. Stand down. Two. There are things in the movie version that I think they do better in a different song. I like the Elton John version. I like the Elton John version better, as opposed to post, as opposed to the one. I think his and I think I think that single version is arranged a little bit better. Um, but I I, I I quote this one um, at least once a week. Uh, but yeah, it it was tough to not have it on here.
2: I um, I'm just vocal about it. I don't I don't like this song. I don't know what it is. Um, I just don't. I don't enjoy it. It doesn't connect to me. It's the one song on the soundtrack that I actively skip the most. I don't think it's a bad song. I just, when I hear it on the soundtrack, I just skip it. It's not It's not my thing. I don't know what it is. I, I just, I don't like this song.
0: You know what, Caleb? I hope one day that you can feel the love tonight. Okay? Me too. I really do. Me too. shit. Okay, um... Well, I can't say much about Brooklyn. Go ahead with your number two.
3: All right, so number two is what I just referred to about five seconds ago. I think there, are, I think the song, things that they do, okay, they do I love tonight. They do better in this one, and that is "Circle of Life" uh, from The Lion King. <laughs> uh, holy shit, this is probably the best arranged song on on the list. I would have paid top dollar to be the conductor whenever they were, whenever they're recording that song because there are so many gears in this and it works so well. The, the vocals, the, the drums, uh, the the woodwinds, the horns, the, the strings, like, there's so many things. And I think the gospel elements that you get from like Hercules, they also do better in this. Um, the way that they, that, that they end the song, having like that traditional gospel thing of like having a sustained chord and then, then resolving it, going back to that bass and, and having that all filled out, getting the bass through the third and the fifth, um, it, go, it goes really well. And I think it's the combination of the vocal arrangement and the, and the sorry, the, the accompaniment and then the vocal performance as well. It's incredibly powerful. And it's uplifting and warming, and it just sort of gets you pumped. It still gives me goosebumps to this day listening to it. Um, but I'm curious to to hear what my other panelists have to say.
0: Yeah, Circle of Life. Um, my my grandparents tell me the moment uh, again. Circle of Life was the trailer to Light. Um, it literally was the entire opening song, and it would end in Doom Light. That was all they would do. And every time that came up, I would lose my mind in the theater. Um, My grandma would tell me moments like I would just get excited when it came on. Um, I saw this movie when I was four. I saw this movie six times in the theater Why my grandparents wanted to see other movies, but I threw tantrums to see The Lion King. Um, Lion King Circle Life is brilliant through and through. There's no question about it. I love the song. I love the... I love the story behind it. I love that they have, like, it was literally like a rebellion against government lyrics that most, like, they slipped through Disney. And when they were asked what the lyrics mean, and they're like, "Oh, it means elephants and zebras and stampedes and blah blah blah," but it's pretty much a stand down to the government they were facing in Africa, which I think is brilliant. I think it's a smart choice, and it, because it was beautifully done, I think the, you know, the sun rolling high on the, you know, the sapphire sky, like those lyrics and like how it starts with the music and then the animals and the animation. I just, it's just. It is what it is. It's beautiful, and then the holy scene of Simba up at the end. Um, again, the DVD cover, everything about it. It's it's it brings back every feeling. I still I've watched it so many times. I get goosebumps. I think it's a brilliant song. Uh, two is two's fine. Um, uh, I know what your number one is, so f you. But um, that's fair. Caleb, uh, Caleb had it. Uh, Kane didn't. Uh, so Kane, why not Circle Life? I just. I mean it's okay. I, I mean I don't want to say it's okay. It's a great song, but it's definitely
1: I think a better scene, if that makes any sense.
0: That makes sense. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. I, I honestly know you didn't have any repeating movies on your list uh, except uh, Moana, which I expected. Oh, for me? Right? Yeah.
1: Uh, Moana, and then I had another one.
0: Did you? Not that I'm seeing, it. but either way, anyway, it's not a big deal. Um you uh, uh which makes sense, you know, because I it's fine. Uh, I think I see like I said, feel the love tonight, Circle of Life. Bounce back and forth fine with me both on that. Caleb, you had a little lower um yep. behind, besides some other ones. So yeah. Um, um, what do you think?
2: I love Circle of Life. I think it's brilliant. Uh, I can agree why it's a better scene than a song, but I think that the song itself is still brilliant. Just like you have all hammered it the way better than I can. As to why I love it. You've all said everything I would. So, like, I don't want to like jump on it over and over. But uh, the, the reason why it's four is because the other three, I just personally, I'm attached to more. And I go back to more. I look for different things in these Disney movies and songs, which is why I guess Circle of Life is a little bit lower, but it's still great.
0: All right. So, very interesting. I'm going to actually do something I don't normally do. Brooklyn, give us your number one.
3: So, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, it is a Tarzan song. It is sort of. Just kidding. It's actually "You'll Be in My hair. The, uh, the first song, Tarzan. I want to give a challenge.
0: Number no. one, so you
3: it's- emotionless fucking monkeys. Just I want to yeah. give a challenge to the other. No, shut up. No, no,
1: have, no, 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 no. no. no, no. You didn't have make a man out of you. You cannot talk.
3: No, no. Here's what you're gonna do. I want you to look. Somebody, whoever whoever you love. So Cody, it's your wife. Uh, Kane, it's probably your copy of Moana or one of your fan films. Uh, Caleb, it's your stand. It's your stand in of Win Win, Win, Win Mel Manuel Miranda. You, you, I was gonna say you. a
2: mirror, but yes.
3: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> even worse. I want you to look that person in the eyes. Try to sing this song and not cry. I've tried twice, and I stop at about the first verse because I because I can't. It's such a beautiful song. It's a, it's it's the best. It's the best love song. It's sure it's not about like romantic sexual love, but like but paternal love and and maternal love. And I think I think it works really well. You get you get different things out of either the movie version or the single version. The movie version I think encapsulates the atmosphere of the jungle where you get the uh, the marimba and whatever Phil Collins does, does his second verse, uh, you get that very rainforest sort of sort of deal whereas with the phil collins single version you get the sort of the majestic grandeur of the jungle and what tarzan is is going to be but man it packs so much emotion and it's such a i don't understand why why son of man is is deemed the 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 best song of the bunch i think son of man is religion is really generic uh and is one that anybody can really do uh, but I think this is one that's meant for for Glenn Close to sing to uh, to a young child, and I think this is one for Phil for Phil Collins to do because I think they can pack uh, they can pack the emotion and the power that's needed for uh, for some of this.
0: Um, so this song six weeks ago, uh, two months ago didn't mean as much to me anymore. Uh, to me, it means a lot more now. Um, uh, I kind of learned that uh, Tarzan's about foster care, um, and as that's a big chunk of my life now. Um, this song has a real resonance with me um, do I think it's the best of this song? No um, do I think it's even in the top 10? Probably not um, but I think I've, I've, I've learned to respect this movie a little bit more um, especially with my circumstances going a little different um, but I think it's uh, I had no shock that this was going to be your number one I had no shock going into it I knew exactly what it was uh, Caleb thought of the son of man uh, wrong uh it's been close and uh so again i don't resonate with i don't resonate with tarzan we've all talked about it before um but um caleb uh kane what do you think about it
1: so like i don't hate tarzan as much as others i mean literally my third birthday was a tarzan theme fun fact um did you wear a loincloth no Damn. Uh, <laughs> um but yeah you
0: it in. <laughs> <Good>. yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, so like, um, I I mean, I like the song. It's a beautiful song. I'm gonna just level with you. I kind of forgot about it. I just kind of forgot it existed. Would it have made my list, anyways? I don't know. It's very forgettable. No, it's
2: fine. No, just kill him. Same reason why No Tarzan makes my list in general. I like the movie. I like the soundtrack. It's hard to include anything from Tarzan on because the the music doesn't impact the story. It just, just, it just kind of underscores it and kind of in a musical way, shoves down your throat what you were watching in the movie anyway, because the movie is so, so abstract and giving you the concept of what they, so they have to have Phil Collins write exactly what they want you to get from the scene in the song and smash you over the head with it. Um, but I like the music, I like the movie. None of it was gonna make my list.
3: I, I I'm i gen- I'm genuinely serious. Try to sing try to sing this song uh with eye contact with the with a person that you love and you won't you like you won't be able to get through it. You'll stop.
0: You'll be sing this my song. Heart. You see it's a kid right now. No, I'm singing a new Brooklyn. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, Alright, so the reason why is <laughs> because two people have
2: the next one as number one. Kane, do
0: you ever say a- number one? A- Kane. Yeah Talk
2: about what your number one is of all time. Hey, can, can, I, can I tee this up for you? Sure. Wah, wah, wah! Wow. Oh, my! I ain't never had a friend like
1: me. Uh, so I guess me and Coho are just going to go back-to-back on this one. Um, I personally, I think this is the quintessential song that's Disney. It's magical. It was legitimately magical. Um, this is disney this is just the genie and this is just 100 just robin williams in my opinion this is a great song and i think it is so fantastically done um it just screams disney in my opinion and i love it for it it's a song that i can never like turn off whenever i hear it i have to listen through it the entire thing i think it's a beautiful song and i'm taking up all of my life, but caleb you can go um, if you've ever
2: just a quick little shout out to the Broadway version of the song, it's longer, it's fun, and it includes a lot of references, like meta references to other Disney things, because the genie can do that, and it's really fun. So if you ever heard it, listen to it. But we're focusing on the movie, uh, and Robin Williams' genie is perfect. This song could not be done by anyone else but Robin Williams' genie. It is, like Kane said, the definition of Disney. It is the magic. It is anything is possible. All your dreams can come true. You've never had a friend like me. And it is lyrically so fun. It's lyrically acrobatic. It's just, it's so high flying in the way that, like, this line goes right into this line seamlessly, and the rhyme just lands in your head. It's just, it's so, it's so well constructed that I I can't think of another Disney song that's better than this one.
0: So. you're, you're right. No one can do this song but Robin Williams, and that was proven it. Should have
2: It should have been a whole new world.
0: With the awesome. Uh, that was proven pretty clear um, from this year. But my only viewpoint is Robin Williams is, is has always had a special spot in my heart. Uh, again, I like doing voices. I like Kevin things. and that was literally one of my inspirations because he does them so well and so flawlessly all the time. It's so much fun to um, hear him go through the character and to take a guy that. Just nowhere near like gonna be the top vocalist of all time but like puts a spin on it has so much fun with it you understand the character through and through and like you have him from that get go of like this is his introduction song and that's insanity because the song travels um if i included just one song from each movie of my top 10 this would be number two for me personally because I would always put a Lion King song higher. If it was probably including whatever I wanted, I would probably put it three because I'd probably put two Lions King songs higher. But, like, this song is insane. Um, this song um, just that's why I thought, like, 2019 did a really interesting job with the visual effects. I think visual effects, they win hands down because they had so much fun with it. I just don't think the vocal talent's even match close to what Robin Williams is. Yeah, that's awesome. uh, You done wound me
1: up like if someone has been able to like sit back and like like see the movie as it is like i think the visual effects might be like hiding some of the song files and which makes the scene better in the live action version um where if we just listen to the song by itself it is it not sucks.
0: as good it sucks uh, but it's almost like watching a fireworks show and not seeing what's happening in the next to you you don't hear the person talking because you're watching the visuals and it looks very cool that's why i think it sells so much because that's when I watched it and I got out of it. I was like, the visuals were amazing in that. They just didn't match the song power. So that's always my problem with that one. But again, I knew this would be your number one. Both of you guys know how much we've talked about a friend like me. Brooklyn, no friend like me at all on your list. You're um, yelling at um, us. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. That's, um, that's no actually... friend like me. And I don't, I don't think I, don't I think you had... You had Arabian Nights as your only Aladdin at the very bottom. So why your hate for Aladdin? Just curious.
3: So why a friend like me is not on not on my list? You can probably blame a high school band. Uh, we played at Aladdin Aladdin like medley or whatever, and it was Arabian Nights. A friend like me and a whole new world. I enjoyed playing Arabian Nights in a whole new world. Other than a friend like me, I just kind of got bored with this. Um, I just I I disagree. I disagree with whatever Kane's like. This is the, the definition of Disney. I think I think the definition of Disney is more so those loving those loving songs of the more the ballads of the duets. I think that defines Disney. Um, but um, to the surprise, I'm getting getting shocks. Uh, but yeah, uh, I just. One that's probably overplayed, I guess. Just, just for me, I understand why it's, it attaches so well with the rest, of, with the rest of the crew. Um, but I think it's just so for me, it's overplayed, and I just kind of got bored with this after like the twelfth time playing it.
0: Okay, well, this episode ran a little bit longer, but when you get three people and you talk about Disney, and you include me. It's going to be a long episode, but we're not over by that much. I will go through the personal top ten list and let you know if your list sucks. Um, So basically, your number ten is Strangers Like Me. Your number nine, You're Welcome. Number eight, bare Necessities. Number seven, I'll Make a Man Out of You. Uh, Number six, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? fuck's sake um, <laughs> your number five is you'll be in my heart uh number four is i'll see the light um number three is circle of life your number two is how far i'll go hell yes and your number one is friend like me Yeah. Da da da. Wah wah. So if I had to break down the episode, this is what I'm gonna start doing for each day. Your overall list for the show, I give that a total of a C minus. There's a lot of E in that list. Uh, Pretty much rankings. I don't think I'm a problem with the list, but I think the rankings are a little off. And there are some definite don't go anywhere near that. If I had to rank the personal people's list on this order, uh, first place is Kane the Hurricane McMillan. Number two is Caleb, the King Coho, and Brooklyn. With Hi-Ho, you get fucking last. Have (laughs) a good day. Uh, If you uh, like, comment, subscribe, do what you normally do. Um, And uh, if you want to find us online, check the description because we're down there. And see you next week. Bye-bye.